Welcome to Ford and Vegas, a pro wrestling podcast with two friends who hate each other. I'm Ford, and I'm joined by the other guy in the title, Vegas. Vegas. Yes, we do hate each other, but one thing we do not hate is pro wrestling. Yes. So, very good, Vegas. It's very, very intuitive. Uh, I try. So we're just a few days removed from a uh, WrestleMania, and uh, we're going to talk about that. In Vegas, you watched it, right? I did. Yes, I watched it as well, both night one and two, and we'll talk a little A Dub. So um, this is our first episode, episode one. You may know us from other podcasts, such as uh, a cup of coffee in the big time, where we talk about old school wrestling, or you may even know us from Fort in Vegas, a true crime podcast. Uh, same concept here. It's Fort in Vegas. It's two friends who hate each other, but this time we're talking about pro wrestling WrestleMania 39 in the books, of course, two nights, and it'll probably forever be two nights until they stop being able to sell out both nights which doesn't seem to have an end in sight. Vince uh, and company told us there was uh, 80, what did they say? 81,000? Yeah. Something, 80,000? Yeah, yeah it, I think like combined it was 162,000 yeah, or something yeah. like it, that. It was more like 120 something, I believe. Uh, 67 and, and uh, 66 and 67. Oh, yeah. yeah. Respectively. But uh, they've been lying about the numbers for a very long time. So, uh, no shocker there. So WrestleMania 39. Oh, and I guess, I guess uh, Vegas, we should also cover after we talk about WrestleMania 39, we should talk about um, this uh, merger, this Endeavor merger. So yes. I don't want to spend like a whole lot of time uh, necessarily talking about WrestleMania 39. I, I figure um, we all have our opinions. So let's start with night one, Vegas. Your thoughts on the main event, well, the way the night ended in at, at SoFi Stadium on Saturday, April one. Yeah, I, I mean, I think the there was this whole big controversy leading up. Who's gonna main event night one? Is it gonna be you know the Usos versus Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, uh, or is it going to be the women? Uh, Charlotte Flair and Rhea Ripley, because everybody's like, well, the women, the women have to main event WrestleMania night one because uh, Rhea won the Rumble and that's the main event at WrestleMania. And plus they're women. And, you know, we all know that they have to get their spotlight. But that's a comment. But I, that thought that she won the Rumble. So that would main event night one. That's not a total crazy thought. Like they could do that moving forward. Yes, and I agree if, if that was the case, which it, it is the case, but I mean, they were trying to spin it where they have to get their flowers, so to speak, and they deserved to main event night one. But I think smarter heads prevailed. I think the right move was to have uh, the Usos versus Kevin Owens, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn because the bloodline is probably the biggest story right now going in pro wrestling and i think if you had the women main event they i mean they had a great match don't get me wrong for a women's match they had a great match 
Um, it definitely deserves high pr uh, praise. But the right one won. Now, obviously, I was thinking, you know, this whole thing that didn't happen was going to happen with night two uh, and, you know, Cody uh, going over. However, that didn't happen. But I thought for sure um, that they had to main event night one uh, with the tag titles because that was the best story going. And the match itself was worthy. Yes. Uh, main event status. Charlotte and Rhea also would have been a, 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 a fine way to end night one. I had no issues with that match. I don't. I'm not a huge fan of uh, women's wrestling in America. If I'm going to watch any kind of women's wrestling, it would be um, wrestling from Japan. But the American wrestling, women wrestling, just does not uh, do it for me. And, um, you know, be that as it may, it was still a fine enough match for a women's title match. And uh, the main event with Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn winning the uh, undisputed WWE Tag Team Championships uh, from the Usos, ending that reign of six, uh, what was the number? 600 and, and something. Uh, yeah, I don't know they, the exact number. You're getting, they're losing me with these numbers. They're getting <laughs> so big. But uh, the right two guys obviously won the match. Um, the most, I guess, the pointless thing of the night would probably be the uh, Pat McAfee Miz segment. This was the cool down between the women's match and the tag match. It's a great spot for the Miz. Um, his career is, is is really going places when you're in the cool down spot at Mania. But I guess he's on the tail end of it anyway. So really, what the fuck does it matter? But uh, Pat McAfee came back, and and now that uh, they're not getting purchased by the Saudis, and it's a, a merger with Endeavor. I'm sure Pat McAfee will be back um, on SmackDown or wherever the hell they want to put him. I, one of the things that I was kind of disappointed with in night one was I was expecting Dominic Mysterio to beat his dad, Ray. I felt like there was probably a little more equity in Dominic beating Ray Mysterio. I understand it's Hall of Fame weekend, but this shit's a work. It's not <laughs> real. So uh, Dominic should have beat Rey Mysterio, in my opinion. That's what I was expecting to happen. It did not happen. Rey Mysterio won. I could only assume that Dominic will get his W because 50-50 at Backlash there in uh, Puerto Rico. Um, are they still calling it back wrestlemania backlash is so stupid uh, i think it's just backlash okay yeah. so yeah backlash in puerto rico um that's where dominic will probably get his win back but uh vegas were you expecting and i forgot oh my god you know what vegas at the top of the show it's the first episode the first episode mistake i made a mistake i forgot to refer to you as the sexiest big man in podcasting my apologies, big fella. Well, but, that's I mean, all right. But were you expecting Rey Mysterio to beat Dominic? No. No, because I, I, I thought the best way was for Dominic to beat Rey. Now, 
I would have been okay if he beat him uh, due to some interference or something to that effect. Uh, or, you know, Dominic going after his mother or sister like he did in the beginning, you know, and kind of go after him towards the end. Uh, and then Dominic taking, um, you know, liberties and, and beating Ray. But again, in the WWE, wins don't matter. I understand Ray got his, you know, WrestleMania moment again. Uh, he's already had one. But, you know, but then when, then on Monday Night Raw, when Ray comes out, you know, and then loses to uh, Austin Theory, uh, you know, it's like, okay, well, you, you beat your son. That's great. And then now you lose to Austin Theory, who was beat anything, John Cena. Was there anything on, uh, was Dominic on that show at all? I didn't watch. Uh, I don't believe so. Okay. I, I didn't watch the whole thing. I, I, I'm trying to think. I don't think he was. Um, uh, no, because Bad Bunny was there and um, uh, Damian Priest uh, oh, okay. slam Bad Bunny through the announcer, announce table. So I'm assuming... At Backlash, you're going to get a Damien Priest, Bad Bunny, Puerto Rican street fight type thing because they're both Puerto Rican. So, walking away from night one, now I joined the show late. I, due to a prior commitment, I joined the show during the uh, Attitude Era girls. Like that match was just getting started with the tag, the six woman tag that um, I did not pay any attention to. I heard I heard Seth Rollins and Logan Paul was good. KSI got involved. He was in some kind of some kind of gimmick costume for some I don't know energy drink or some shit like that. It's their energy drink, Prime. Bro. Yeah, that's, that's Logan Paul and KSI's drink. I heard that that match was uh, really good. The match itself was good, yes, and and the spot was KSI, uh, uh, Seth Rollins pulling KSI at the announce table and. Uh, Logan Paul jumping off the top rope and landing on his buddy and uh, took a nice bump there. KSI did. Cause he wants to do this anyway. He's, I know that he's talked about doing matches with the WWE. So KSI being involved, not all that surprising. Yeah. I mean, I I'm just surprised Logan Paul though. I mean, and even Bad Bunny, when Bad Bunny came in. Like, I'm glad they're getting celebrities. Uh, I mean, I understand Snoop Dogg was with The Miz, you know, star factor, because Snoop loves wrestling. we all seen him in AEW and WWE before. But the fact that they're actually getting celebrities that want to come in and actually learn the business and and learn how to actually do the moves and, and, and work, um, it, that's, that's, that's pretty good. Because Logan Paul is definitely... Um, I, I could see him doing something, you know, and not be another David Arquette champion. And I don't mean the world title. Don't don't spin it. I'm not saying Logan Paul is going to beat Roman Reigns, but I'm saying that I could see him getting um, probably the U.S. title, if anyone, because the Intercontinental title, uh, Gunther, um, is probably unstoppable. And that match was good, too, by the way. We Gunther. To, yeah, we will get tonight, too. So other than that, I thought the the night one ended um, perfectly, which would be the exact opposite of what they would give us for night two. <laughs> the one thing that was uh, it kind of made me chuckle is: uh, Did you watch the post show press conferences? I did not. So I like these. I like when AEW does these. It's obviously a a blatant rip off of uh, AEW. 
of course. I feel like if AEW wasn't doing them, WWE wouldn't be doing them. But no they chance. did find a way to make some extra money because they sell sponsorships for it and yada, yada, yada. But the one thing that confused me at these press conferences is, is that you would have talent, uh, some talent talking in, in character uh, like this thing was, you know. And then you had other guys talking like, hey, you know, it's a work. It's this, it's that. We're telling stories. We're, you know. And I was like confused. I'm like, are we half pregnant right now? You can't be half pregnant. Are we going to stay in character when we do these things? Uh, specifically, Rey Mysterio. Uh, one question was asked of him was, you know, you, you know, when Dominic threw water in his sister's face, you know, was that the nail in the coffin? Because you kind of turned it into a different gear once that happened. And I'm like, what? And then the next people that are in the conference is Sami Zayn and Owens, and they're talking about this story we needed these guys all these guys are in we're all in this story and this story is perfect and the usos are great and we're all great and everybody's great and i i just i don't know uh we were telling stories with the tag match and then we weren't telling stories with ray mysterio and dominic and that was very confusing the press conferences were were very confusing yeah i mean aw mostly does it you know, out of character. I mean, they, they stay within their character. Obviously, they don't go by their uh, shoot names. Or, True. Uh, but you, you're you still, you know, you're still working, you know, the crowd, but you're not, um, you're not fully in character. Like, I, I, did, I didn't see the press conferences, but I saw the interviews, some of them, and I do see what you're, what you're saying. You know, you can't ask a question about, um, you know, the match and the storyline. But then also, you know, say something about, you know, oh, well, you know, did you did you go up to your son after the match and whatever? You know, obviously that wasn't said, but I'm just paraphrasing. Um, it was they were very weird. I, I didn't know, you know, and then Triple H came in at the end and he had a sheet that he was going to read the highlights from. And, 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 and you know, that was the end of night one. Uh, night two started, uh, you know. Brock Lesnar and Omos. It was a four-minute match. Uh, I got in right as this match was starting from a prior engagement. Um, did not really pay attention to it. Didn't really care about it. Just like I didn't really care about the next match with the women's tag, the uh, get everyone on the match we can. They called it a women's WrestleMania showcase, but it was not good. I don't know what we were showcasing, but it was... <laughs> Not good at all. This show did not pick up until match number three. Uh, Vegas, as you mentioned, Gunther, Sheamus, and Drew McIntyre. It is just as I thought it would be. Gunther was, uh, retains the Intercontinental title. Um, the only thing I didn't like about this, Vegas, is that they still call him Gunther and not <laughs> Gunther. But other than that, it was, uh, it was exactly the match that you think that these three would have. Yeah, they, those three definitely delivered. For sure, hard hitting, just brutal match. I mean, the chests were red, the slaps were hard. Uh, it was ridiculous, but I, I enjoyed that one uh, thoroughly. But like you, I did not see the first two matches either, um, mainly because I didn't care. Um, 
Brock Lesnar almost. I, I don't even know what almost is. What's he trying to do? And and the women's tag match showcase. Yeah, I, who cares? Uh, Bianca Belair, Oscar didn't really. I mean, I was in front of it, but didn't really. Again, American women's no. wrestling. Uh, Snoop Dogg and Miz. But the uh, big takeaway from that is, well, Shane McMahon, Vegas. He comes out, the heroes welcome, Big Pop Jones. He gets down to the ring. He sounds blown up on the microphone already. He says only three words, something like, thank you, that was great, to the crowd, about his pop. Talked about missing him or I don't know, some shit. And then uh, immediately tears his quad in less than a minute. Well, you know, he probably he probably should have, uh, you know, trained a little bit to run down that ramp and, you know, stretched a little bit. Maybe stretched a little. Yeah. Maybe yeah. he did uh, stretch. It was just, it was just, you know, sometimes you just can't, you just can't stop fate. Yeah. Yeah. That was, and, and, and the ref and everybody tried to tell Snoop what to do. Because Snoop Dogg's like, oh, what? This wasn't supposed to happen. That's great. Edge defeated uh, Finn Balor, Finn Balor, in a Hell in a Cell match where they stopped it because Finn got gashed open. A little weird when they stop matches. I mean, I get it. I saw the gash. I saw the wound. In real time watching it, I was like, oh, come on. You're stopping it for blood. Uh, Then my wife sent me a picture of the wound because she follows Finn Balor on Instagram. And it looked... It looked gashy, but yeah, they had to staple it there. Yeah, the in the ring. Yeah. Imagine that. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I get it, because if if he would have kept going, that could, thing could have just gushed and gushed, and he could have lost way too much blood. But it looks terrible to say, nope, nope, it's a hell in a cell. It's the most brutal structure in the history of pro wrestling. But hold on, we he cut his he he didn't block himself, and the ladder hit him in the face. Uh, and you know, we have to staple them up real quick. So we had that. It was 18 minutes. That's, you know, it was, it, it, was. it, it was okay. But yeah. I mean, Finn Balor goes to do the, the coupe de grand on a nice placed, uh, little, little thing there on the uh, side of the cage. I was yeah. like, when, when he gets it, I'm like, really, you're going to do a pre-planned spot. Yeah. They with a pre-planned up. Jones. Come on. It's uh, the the exact opposite of what Shawn Michaels did when he fell off the side of it through a table. Yeah, exactly. And then, well, we have the main event. The culmination, Cody Rhodes finished the story, comes back to WWE after leaving AEW. Gets hurt, tears his peck, shreds his peck, beats Seth Rollins still like a drum, goes away, comes back, wins the Rumble, heads to WrestleMania, and loses <laughs> in 34 minutes and 35 seconds. Yeah. The crowd yeah. was ready for Cody to win. Vegas, I'll get your thoughts on this maybe monumental miss 
by uh, Vince and company. The, I, I always thought that Roman was going to win. I didn't expect him to win, if that makes sense. Like, I thought, okay, or I should say Roman should win, I thought. But I didn't expect him to win. Because I, I think they should keep that going. But I thought they had a perfect, uh, you know, perfect angle where the first night, you know, the Usos lost like we all thought they were going to do. The right people won. We knew it was, Us- you know, Usos time. And I thought that they could have spun that totally into the decline of the bloodline. With that Roman loses the next night. Cody wins. This and that. I got out of it. The, the match was good. The match was good. I enjoyed the match thoroughly. Uh, and everybody was hoping Cody would win. So every time he kicked out, the place just popped like, you know, you wouldn't believe. But then when he lost, I mean, people were in shock. I mean, it was almost Undertaker losing at WrestleMania when Brock broke the streak. It wasn't quite that much because everybody assumed Taker was going to win and Lesnar beat him. But Cody's just not there. He's not, it, I, it didn't make sense that Cody would win. You know, he comes back. He wrestles a couple matches. He's gone. He comes back at the Rumble at number 30. He didn't face any... Um, uh, what what is I am losing the the word that I'm I'm trying to think of. He didn't have any um, adversity coming back. He literally beat Seth Rollins. He got injured. Came back at number thirty. Okay, he didn't have to win it from number one or number two at the Royal Rumble or four or five. He he came in the last one, won, went to WrestleMania. Him and Roman really never got physical. Cody never got laid out. It wasn't a big you know deal. Everybody's like, oh, Cody's gonna win. Roman's going to lose, Bloodline's going to die, and we're going to go on. Well, that didn't happen, and then obviously then we go to Monday Night Raw after WrestleMania, and then we all know what happened there. So, I fully expected Cody to win. I thought it was the time. I thought it was the place. I thought it was the moment. And When it didn't happen, you know how I felt. I'll tell you how I felt. Now, again, this is I'm somebody who who really only watches WrestleMania and SummerSlam every year. It's pretty much it. But I follow the business enough that I know what's going on in WWE. I just don't want to watch all that bad television. So I'm watching WrestleMania, fully expecting Cody Rhodes to win. I'm a Cody guy, I guess you could say. So, Cody doesn't win. And, you know, you know how I felt, Vegas? I felt the same way after Cody lost that I feel when I see people in their car wearing masks. Yeah. Okay. I felt that kind of deflation for society, except this time it was deflation for WWE wrestling. Why? You want to talk about creating moments? You want to talk about uh, creating WrestleMania moments? They could have created a moment with Drew McIntyre at the Clash at the Castle. 
And they had another opportunity last night or two nights ago, three nights ago, to make a moment with Cody at WrestleMania. The crowd was ready. The pop would have, it would have been banana. It just, that was a golden opportunity. And it, Cody could be the new Lex Luger. When they didn't pull the trigger with Luger at SummerSlam 93, Luger was never the same again. And he never won the WWE champ, WWF championship. This, when there are moments that are missed, it's hard to go back sometimes. And something else may come along, and they may move along, and Cody may never win the WWE World Championship undisputed bullshit. You just don't know. You just don't know what's going to what's going to happen moving on after this. I thought it was a perfect opportunity because if not Cody, uh, who? It's That's... not like it's not like this company is stockpiled with baby faces ready to challenge Big Bad Roman. Well, that's that's the question. That's what everybody asked. Well, I know no. that's part of the that's part of the gimmick, right? That's that's part of the angle. Who's going to take down Roman? But the but the thing is, is like, I mean, is the person in 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 not even on the roster who's going to take down Roman? Vince is Vince is back, right? Yeah. So Vince is back, but Cody was a Vince guy. Vince is the one who brought Cody back. Yeah. So it wasn't like Cody's a Triple H guy. Cody's a Vince guy. And uh, Vince is back now more than ever. I mean, it's we're, we're back to Vince's regular uh, position. And, you know, I, I don't know. Obviously, I don't have the I don't have the answer to who's going to beat Roman. I don't even know if they have the answer. I don't think they do. I I don't. So I, it, they, they they don't. It it it's funny because they talk about so Triple H talks about in the press conference. Oh, it's a story. It's the story. Uh, it's the story. Uh, you know we're telling stories. The story continues. Story doesn't end. And then Cody's talking about, oh, I need to finish my story. But then WWE Triple H telling us, oh, the story's never finished. They never finish. So, so I, I get all of that is probably all that like coordinates. Uh, Cody's big thing. I got to finish the story. And and Triple H always telling us that stories never finish in the WWE. So it's just we're gonna tell the next chapter and the next chapter and the next chapter. And I get it. I get it. I get it. Stories never end when you're on 52 weeks a year. I understand. But there comes a time where you miss the fucking moment. And they've missed the moment before. Vince isn't batting a thousand when it comes to hitting moments. He's missed before. Is this, will this, could this, should this, might this? be another missed moment we obviously don't know the answer right now 
But in five years from now, when we're watching WrestleMania 44, we could go, fuck, man, they sure missed that Cody moment because Cody was never the same after that. But then you can make the argument, we don't have to. It doesn't matter. Our money's guaranteed. People buy tickets to all of our big shows anyway. No one has to be a draw. Who gives a fuck, right? Like, at the end of the day, the business is different now. It's not built on drawing people to the arenas. It's not built on pay-per-view buys. It's just built on as long as we're churning out content, we're getting paid for it. But I just feel like that may have been a missed moment because the crowd may not be behind Cody like that again. They may look at him now as like, you're a fucking bum. You didn't win. You didn't finish the story. Yeah, my one thing that I noticed when now that this is going after WrestleMania, this is on Monday Night Raw. Uh, you noticed that when Paul Heyman uh, was talking to Cody when they were in the ring together before uh, Lesnar came out, he was saying, you're not going to get another title shot. And he listed all these pay-per-views and everything. The one pay-per-view he didn't mention, WrestleMania. So there's already this, the speculation out that Cody is going to fight his way back up because you squashed any momentum Cody had from coming back from his torn pack, Rumble winner, everything like that, like you said. The moment was there. You wasted it. It's gone. You can't, you can't do it over. So they're saying now Cody's going to have to come back. He's going to have to build his way back up. And then maybe WrestleMania 40 in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, home of ECW, and cheesesteaks, you have him win it at that time. But then my question to you is, you are going to have Roman be a champion for another year that he's only on you know, Raw and SmackDown twice a month? Like, your world champions literally, you know, they just on a, a short schedule. On the that's, next the old, that's the old, you're, you're thinking about it in the old mentality when the, the champion has to be around. Champion doesn't have to be around anymore. I know it's funny because Roman used to complain about Lesnar on TV yeah. uh, when Lesnar wasn't around. Everybody complained about it when Lesnar wasn't around and Roman's not around. He's on that soft schedule. Rightfully so. Be that as it may. So, yeah, WrestleMania 39 is in the books. And then Monday rolled around, and the McMahons no longer are the majority owners of World Wrestling Entertainment. That's got to be the biggest story. Now that, now that Vince is unretired, that story no longer carries any weight. From last year, Correct. last July. That story now is it's a dead story. So this story, the the McMahon merger, has got to be the biggest story in wrestling in our lifetimes, which happens to be McMahon running WWF lifetime. So Endeavor, I love this. You'll see the headlines. WWE was purchased for $10 billion. Nobody wrote Vince McMahon a $10 billion check. 
It did no. not happen. They technically were not purchased. They merged. They were merged. Vince didn't sell for $9 billion. He didn't sell at all. He merged. That's just the evaluation of yeah. what it's worth. Yes, which is more than what the stock market actually says it's worth. Stock yes. says $6 billion. Vince McMahon did not sell for $9 billion. He did make money. I saw the number. I can't remember what it is now off the top of my head. I believe it's maybe $158 million? Yeah. He definitely made a lot of money, but he didn't sell, per se. No. But he is back, per se. Oh, he's. if you saw Monday night, uh, regardless of the co- confirmation that he was back uh, in his own office and, and rewrote a lot of crap, you knew he was back if you watched anything on Monday night. Holy crap, that was terrible. And I didn't watch all of it. That was that was some of the worst stuff. I, and the Raw after Mania is legendary. Used to be the tent pole well, event for that week. Yes, really, yeah, yeah. But I mean, the, I mean, when uh, I think it was when we went to New York. What was it? Thirty five? Was that New York, New Jersey? Uh, I don't know. Twenty nineteen. I can do the math. Yeah, but um, but when we were in New York, we were talking. We didn't go to WrestleMania in New York. No, and thus we also did go to WrestleMania when it was here in LA. But we wanted to go to the Raw after Mania. It didn't work out. Our schedules didn't work out in New York. But that was always the one event after the WrestleMania that you wanted to go to. But my God, like I don't the the first hour commercial free, and you literally had one squash match. Or like it was like two matches, and it was like thirty-five minutes of total wrestling in three hours, which isn't out of the norm for a WWE Monday Night Raw episode. But where's the big return? Where Matt Riddle? Ooh, whoop de do. Nobody cares of the about that dude. Nobody cares that. about uh, Matt Riddle. No. So cage match. If you're unaware is rated by the viewers, the users. We watch wrestling. We go on cagematch.net and we rate the matches. We rate the shows. Right now, that Raw has a rating out of 10. Out of 10, that rating right now for Monday Night Raw on Cage Match is 0.62. (laughs) That is how bad and 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 this match, I'm sorry, this show has a match that has a 6.48 rating, a tag match. And it's still a show with a rating of 0.62. Half. It's not even a one. No, it's a half. Half half a number. It's a half one. Yeah, out of 10. Yeah. Now, I don't know if that 
has some things to do with, you know, no big surprises, no returns, blah, blah, blah. But more importantly, I think it just, like, Seth Rollins, like, I, I mean, I, you probably didn't watch any of it, but you, I'm sure you've heard about it. Seth Rollins literally comes out, you know, the fan, he's so over, well, as far as fans singing his theme song or whatever, comes out, theme song, commercial break. And then I saw a video of somebody in the crowd taking a video of a producer or somebody talking to Seth in the commercial break. And then literally he comes back and nope, blah, 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 and then he's gone. They cut like, it. Like, you literally had him come out and then sing and then go back. See ya. That sounds like, that sounds like Vince McMahon's WWE. Yes, yes. And there we go. It was uh, the WWE stock soars amid Endeavor deal. McMahon earns $198 million in one day. So it's not a bad payday. It's not a bad, uh, not a bad Tuesday. No, nice Tuesday there for good old Vince, who is back. I'll tell you, I was surprised. I'll admit. I was one of the people that thought Vince would be gone forever. I really did. I said it on our old pod on our podcast where we talk about the old stuff. A cup of coffee in the big time. Check it out wherever you get your podcasts. You can watch it here on YouTube as well. And uh, I was one of the people that thought yeah, Vince is done. This is it. It's a monumental moment. It's a giant story, the biggest story in our lives in terms of wrestling. This is huge. And he strong arms his way back in. And now he's right back in power. Like he didn't skip a beat. And he tells us that he's not going to be in the weeds. I'm not going to be in the weeds. I think this guy's not only in the weeds, he's smoking the weeds. Yes. Yes. Just by Monday Night Raw. Yeah especially after Monday Night Raw. We'll see what happens on SmackDown. Uh, but, like, I just, I, I, I never thought he would, I, I never thought he'd be back. No, you didn't either. You were with es- me. Especially being, you know, creative. Now, he may not be the, quote, head of creative, end quote. Oh, he tri- is. Well, I'm <laughs> talking about in name. <laughs> he is. In name. But the fact that, you know, it's, and, and, they they are saying it's funny because like you read the the rumors and people like that you know reports are that the morale is 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 down after such a great weekend you know then Monday night comes and Vince basically you know comes strutting in and changes a bunch of stuff you know Bailey uh, you know was supposed to come out uh, with damage control never came out since she tweeted you know something like kind of like a goodbye type deal which said you know doesn't mean anything in wrestling but. You know, everybody's like, "Oh, he's back," and now people want their release. You so know? let's let's put into perspective just how bad Monday Night Raw was on Cage Match. Like we just said, zero point six two. Just to put it into perspective, Dynamite just ended nine point four four. Is the rating for tonight's Dynamite? That's because it was a really good show, from what what I see. Yeah. Obviously. It's it's hasn't it just started 13 minutes ago here on the West Coast. Uh, we don't get the East Coast feed, uh, not but anymore. not anymore. But I've I did not uh, refrain from the spoilers. Could you back? Uh, how do you have your camera set up over there? I don't know. Yeah, you got to back up. 
I was just, I, I'm used to at work leaning. I know, here. but your face, you've been, you spent most of the show with your face cut off. Back yeah, up. well, what are you going to do? People <laughs> don't tune in to look at my ugly. Right there. Right. Don't lean forward. No, no. <laughs> people don't, people don't look, people, people don't tune in to look at my ugly mug. You are the sexiest big man in podcasting, and I've watched the, the socks logo for most of the show with your half your head cut off. Well, that's the point. All right. Back it up. Back it up there, Sally. So yeah. we'll we'll end this with some AEW stuff. And obviously we're gonna be continuing to monitor the the Endeavor uh, WWE UFC merger. We'll continue to obviously talk about that as the story progresses. So the only thing I want to talk about from Dynamite tonight, and and maybe Vegas and I'll be back tomorrow. To talk about the show, uh, Vegas seems to think that it's a big enough show that we are probably going to have to come back tomorrow and talk about it. But I know it's in Long Island. Strong, strong. Uh, no, it's yeah, it's on Long Island tonight. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure that's going to be a raucous crowd there, uh, especially with MJF. But the one thing that we got to talk about tonight is this major announcement that Tony Khan had and the moment that he said it was an announcement that he had been, he's been putting into work for, or he's been waiting years to announce or however he worded it. um, I kind of figured it was probably going to be UK ish, something to do with the UK, some kind of show, some kind of something. And that's exactly what it was. They announced that they're moving all in, which had been in Chicago, right? It was the Labor Day yeah. show for um, Chicago. It had been the history of that weekend, Labor Day weekend, for uh, All In. And they are doing it in the UK. Wembley Stadium, August 27, live on pay-per-view, All In is going to Wembley fucking stadium that well vegas i'll get your opinion first uh, well i mean you thought Ar- arthur ash stadium was a good get uh, for AEW in new york wembley stadium ninety thousand seat capacity okay you think you think uh you know um the uh yeah the, the ram stadium SoFi Stadium is big, ninety thousand people capacity, and yeah. so they did seventy eight ninety two. Yeah, with SummerSlam. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they told us they did eighty something, but they wow, <laughs> they did seventy six or seventy eight. Yeah, so I mean, I don't expect AEW to sell ninety thousand seat. I arena. sure hope you don't. Because if no. that's your expectation, you might yeah. want to dial it back a little bit. However, there has to be, has to be something huge planned already for this show. There's no way that you go across the pond and not have something huge. What that huge is, I don't know, obviously. I don't think necessarily it's CM Punk coming back. Um, but I think they have something in the works. Wembley Stadium. It's where a lot of people thought that they should have done the clash at the castle. 
because WWF has not gone back to Wembley, right, since 92. Mm-hmm. Maybe they have. I don't fucking know. I don't think they have. I don't think so. But whenever I hear Wembley Stadium, I think Bret Hart, British Bulldog, Intercontinental title. That's what I think. Yep. And AEW has missed some opportunities when they're first time in market to run bigger a bigger venue. They probably could have ran Rogers Center when they went to Toronto uh, and probably would have drawn a great house. They didn't. They probably could have ran a bigger venue in Los Angeles when they came to town. They didn't. First time is what I'm talking about. Yeah. There have been times in Chicago where people thought they probably could have ran Soldier Field. There have been times in New York where people probably thought they could have ran MetLife. So for Tony Khan to go to Wembley first time in, some may say, that's crazy. It's your first time in the... This is the time for them to do it, the first time. You don't want to go in to O2 Arena the first time when you can sell more tickets and run Wembley. Because your second time in the market is never as good as your first. It wasn't meant for WWF. It wasn't for WCW. It wasn't for AEW. It's not for anybody. Your second time in the market never does as well as your first. Now, there may be some circumstances where that may not be the case. But generally speaking, it is very hard to do better the second time around. AEW has a great audience in the UK. I believe at last that I've heard their ratings were better than WWE's ratings in the UK on the telly. So this is the time. If you're going to the UK, your first time in running Wembley is the time to do it. I just don't know if they could sell 80,000 tickets. Why? Because they've never sold 80,000 tickets. So there's no reputation of selling 80,000 tickets. So I don't know if it can be done. Now, what they do have going for them is, yes, it's first time in the market, but it's also first time uh, abroad, not including Canada, uh, abroad where you could sell close to 80,000 tickets because you don't know when they're going to come back. And if they have very good ratings in the UK and a lot of, you know, it's different. Like here in LA, you know, when AEW came here the first time you went, I didn't, but they came back, you know, what, five months, four months after six months, maybe. I don't even know. Probably six, and it wasn't yeah. as good as the first one in terms of attendance. Oh, correct. But you you know they're going to be around eventually again. Now, if you're on the East Coast, they're pretty much on the East Coast every every week. But West Coast for AEW, they're starting to come back more. You know they're eventually going to come back, just like WWE. When I, I grew up in Chicago, you knew WWE was going to at least run one pay-per-view in Chicago a year. So if you didn't get to one pay-per-view or one Raw, you knew that there was probably a pay-per-view or Raw or, or you know, 
SmackDown coming up. And they know this is going to be a big event. Oh yeah, the UK. They're not. Their their fans aren't dumb. No. And you hope to attract from other countries around the. It's not always going to be from, you know, from London. Yeah. You're hoping you get some surrounding countries that want to make this the you know destination show like they do out here in the states. I let's set the number Vegas. We'll set the number right now. I'm getting some uh, a marker here and a piece of uh, piece of paper. We're gonna set the number right now at seventy thousand. So that's just a just a hit under what Vince did there at, at Wembley mm-hmm. as an established, you know, 30-year brand when he ran Wembley in 92. So over under 70,000, I guess. I, I mean, as much as I would love for them to go over you know what? seventy thousand. Wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. That number's too high. Yeah, I was gonna say for, for over under fifty thousand. I'll yeah. set it at fifty. That number's too high at seventy. Okay. Uh, yeah, because seventy thousand. I mean, there's only twenty thousand left. Hey, don't kill me for it, okay? I made a uh, mistake. I've corrected it. Thank God. Back up uh, the camera again. Yeah, I'm, sh- only looking, I'm only looking at the Sox logo again. Yeah, so I uh, fifty thousand. I'm gonna say over fifty thousand. Yeah, I think they go over fifty. I think it's like fifty uh, to fifty three thousand. Wow. Yeah. Hmm. I think I think first time in the market. AEW has a strong following in the UK already, and like you said, I think not only UK. But because the UK is so small, like we we think the United States, like oh to get from LA to New York, oh it takes forever. But but UK is small, like so I think you're going to be have people from Germany and, um, you know Ireland and uh, you know Sweden and all those countries, those smaller countries there, you're going to have people coming to the UK for this show. All right, I'm also going to say over. 50,000. But I'm going to be a little more ambitious with my number, like Tony Khan is ambitious, aggressive, going for the big home run. I'm going to say they do 70. Wow. Well, a legit 70, not a Giovanni 70 or an Excalibur (laughs) 70. That they tell us there's 70, but there's really only 62. I'm going the legit shoot number 70,000. I think they can do it. But I'm definitely think now I'm going to be disappointed. I'm going to be disappointed if they don't do more than 50. Because now I've set the number 
at 50. Yeah. If they, don't, if they don't do more than 50, I would consider that a fail. And the show might be great. I'm not saying the show is going to fail. I'm just saying in general, um, because you're going to, you're going to stack the card. It's all in. It's there. I'm surprised they moved it from Chicago, to be honest. Uh, because the last thing I heard, they wanted to re- they wanted to, to um, get rid of the now arena in Hoffman Estates and go to the United Center in downtown to get a bigger venue. Yeah, and then all of a sudden, now all all in's gone. At least this year. Well, for this year, I think it'll be. I don't think it, it'll be back. It, it will be. Yeah, but it's going to be a- run Wembley every year. Oh God, no. No. So I I mean it's a huge get to get Wembley Stadium first of all. And I think the buzz, I think you you're going to get people from the United States going over there as well. So I think it it's going to be a big crowd kind of like, you know, their uh you know, their WrestleMania, you know, their uh you know, Starcade. I think it's going to be that's going to be their big show. And it's always been all in's always been their big show. Double or nothing, probably second. So we will continue to monitor this. Do you know when tickets go on sale for this show? Uh, I can look real quick. Um, I did not see. I did not see, but let me check. Uh, oh, no. Hold on. Hold on. Um. Oh, so, nope, we're wrong. We are totally wrong. Uh, the It's going to be Sunday, August 27th. That's what I said. Yeah. No, you, you said it's going to be Labor Day. No, I said they usually run Labor Day weekend for All In. Oh, okay. August 27th is they're going to run All In and Webley at Webley. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, t- tickets go on sale uh, Monday, May 5th at 9 BST. Oh, May 5th. And, yeah, and you can, so a month from now, yeah. um, you can purchase tickets or you can uh, register for early access. All right. Ticket, so we're going uh, to monitor this situation. We will not have to wait long because we'll have a good, we'll have a good idea. Or we'll, we'll know if they're going to hit a good number. We'll know after the first couple of days, really. Oh, you'll. Yeah, you'll probably know when it goes on sale. It'll set the tone for the whole thing. All right. So uh, if you want to follow Vegas on uh, Twitter, you can. He's at Joey S. Vegas. I will not do the S gimmick here. I'm going to send <laughs> a cup of coffee in the big time. Uh, if you want to follow me, I'm Ford. I'm on Twitter at uh, Ford Complaints. And this show is on Twitter at Ford in Vegas PW for pro wrestling. We have a true crime podcast. Ford in Vegas, a true crime podcast. You can follow that at, at Ford in Vegas. And we do a podcast where we talk about the past in pro wrestling. It's called the cup of coffee, the big time. You could follow us on uh, Instagram there at coffee and wrestling, coffee and wrestling. We have a show coming out later this month over there where we talk about Spring Stampede 98 and Unforgiven 98. 
Vegas, uh, we want to do something tomorrow. Is this is this AEW show going to be that big that we're going to have to come back here tomorrow? I I mean, I, I would think okay. we could. All right. I mean, I don't, I, I, I mean, in my opinion, it's I mean, it's pretty big. Okay. I mean, All right. Then we'll come back tomorrow night and we'll talk about the AEW show from tonight and anything else that may happen in the meantime. For Vegas, the sexiest big man in all of podcasting, you'll see more of that next time because I promise you he will not be leaning into the camera uh, next time. Uh, he is the sexiest big man in podcasting. He is Vegas. I am Ford. This has been Ford in Vegas, a uh, pro wrestling podcast with two friends who hate each other. Vegas, I bid you one last uh, go fuck yourself, and I'll see you tomorrow. Sounds good, dickhead. <laughs>